Lance Stevenson playing with a guy who missed the NBA. Something quite refreshing and enjoyable and impressive about kind of that aspect of this is watching these guys who are cherishing their NBA minutes and watching Lance Stevenson, who clearly loves being back here, Tim. <clears throat> There's no doubt about it. He, I'm just watch, you know, watching him walk off the floor. I would imagine there's lots of things that you look at differently, you know, and very rarely do you get a second chance to kind of approach something like that. And, man, he made the most of it. I, I would say there's a lot of teams saying we could use that. So the Jazz, Mike Conley just did a jersey exchange with someone, but I'm not sure Washington. Who it was. Oh, oh, both indie, uh, both Ohio State kids. There you go. Uh, thank you, Jake. You're welcome. Uh, so Danny Ainge, Justin Zanuck, and Ryan Smith were in the house tonight watching this one together, seated with Ryan Smith in between Justin Zanuck and Danny Ainge. Not that that was important, but just that's what it looked like. Uh, what did they see, Tim? I, I I was with Ron. I didn't like the effort tonight, and I, I've been very careful to throw not throw that out there but um i i expected the guys you know that didn't play it'll be a little more fresh and um you know it was just in offensively they were kind of in mud and part of that is you made the comment a million times but no rudy gobert oh you know he, the, what he opens up on the offensive side with his screens and his rolls and you have to respect the rim um you know i think everybody kind of understood what he brings uh, but I, I don't know. It was, it was totally different. Last night I was, it was a fun game to watch, and this one seemed to me like the Jazz were just stuck in mud. Yeah, I thought they got very. Uh, you're being generous with stuck in mud. How's that? Well, you know, I'm a night. You know, you right, said this I mean, before. I'm but not, I mean, like, I, I don't mean. I'm not trying to put, lay you out in any way. But like, you're saying, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, I say the effort was not good, and, and I do agree with Ron. It was probably um, one of the games that, that stood out to me, and this, that's not a, a typical thing with this team. Well, well, how about this uh, as an example of what you guys are talking about? Lance Stevenson and Booner were in the same high school class, right? <laughs> and, and Lance got into the paint every time he touched the ball. Yeah, it was really not good. I mean, 16 assists? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Man, nobody can stay in front of that guy? It's crazy. Nobody could stay in front of anyone. Well, it was, and you made the point early, you know, dies on the screen. There was a lot of dying on screens. Um, you know, if, if somebody dies on a screen, then if you're connected, the guy who's in the stunt position will stunt and try to buy time for you to get back, and there wasn't a lot of that. And and then I thought Whiteside, you know, was pedestrian. You know, I, I think he's a great compliment to Rudy, but it would be tough sledding if, if he was out there a lot. Yeah. This one's this one's a little disturbing. Like this isn't great. Like I don't want to like overplay it. Like this, you know, anything. But we really have got to find it. So there's there's one of three scenarios here, right? Like one is you're just not good enough to beat like Kiefer Sykes and Dwayne Washington Jr. Like okay, we can't really go there. Two is you didn't you didn't give it right. That's not great. Or three is that you're literally so dependent on Rudy Gobert. That without Rudy Gobert, we'd be the Orlando Magic. And that's Ooh. honestly the narrative around the league, right? I, I mean, mean, like Marcus Morris much. said it, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, the answer is probably a mix between two and three, right? I mean, honestly, right. if, Which, we're, if we're looking it, at it. 100%. And so that's why when I say this is a little disturbing, 
Neither of those two answers is good. No, right? that's true. Right, Neither right, one is good. Right, one, yeah. one is more fixable than the other. I'd rather have it be two than three. Right. Yes. Yeah. The fact that it might be three yeah, that's not is good. a little disconcerting. Yeah, that's not good. My question. So what do you do if Whiteside is not Rudy Gobert? You hope that Robin Lopez doesn't want to play in Orlando and wants a buyout after the trade deadline when he doesn't get moved? One, one, that's one point. Well, you get Rudy Gobert as fa- back as fast as you can. <laughs> I think that would be, you know, from a coaching perspective, that would be good. Is, is this too obvious? How about you stay in front of Lance Stevenson? That can't be impossible, right? Evidently it was tonight. You, know? <laughs> you stay in front of Sykes. That what, can't be impossible, right? What kind of student was Lance, Ron? <laughs> what was his strength? <laughs> when, you, when you played baseball, was he on the baseball team too, or did he just play basketball? Ice skating. Tell us about his ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, going back to last night's game. Uh, wow, well ice done. With Lance Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a podcast. $200, baby. That was good money. <laughs> that was a great but story. My, my point is, is that. It, it's like we can't play the same defense with Rudy with Hassan Whiteside. So this goes – so, yes, you're right. I don't know what defense you can play with Hassan Whiteside other yeah. than uh, deep drop, him standing at the rim and not moving. Like, I don't really know Thank what else you, you can much. play because I think if he, anytime he moves, you're in trouble, and that's what Portland did with him for an entire year. Um, that actually goes to a really interesting – remember the Igor Kokoshkov conversation in Oklahoma City? Where he told oh, yes. us that in a playoff, so this is fascinating, Tim and Jake too. But Tim, we had lunch. Tim. So we had lunch with Igor Kakash. I hope he doesn't mind us telling this story. So we had lunch with Igor Kakashkov after Game One of the playoff series with Oklahoma City in Oklahoma City, the year the Jazz win the series. And he says to us, "If we break their defense, we'll win the series because you can't change your defense in a playoff series. It takes five guys to be connected." You can change your offense. You can do all those things. But if you're trying to play a new defensive system with five guys trying to be connected in something they've never done before, you can't do it. Forget now, about that. The, maybe this only change would be that the Clippers, to some extent, did against us where they just switched. Switches. And we even had a conversation last this week with Jazz coaches about, like, what do you do when you start losing players? And they're like, you'll probably see a switch a lot more because that's the easiest defense to play is just tell guys to switch, right? So that might be the exception. But I thought that was an interesting concept. So to some extent, Ron, what you're saying is right, but trying to play a different defense for eight minutes a night is not worth it. Now all of a sudden when Rudy Gobert's out and you have to play, you really should be playing a different defense for 30 minutes, that's really, really hard. Yeah. So putting a team into a short clock, and how many times did we see that tonight? Not, not often. Not often. Not yeah. often. But they didn't have to. I mean, right. there was option one was usually a good option. Right. But but I will say this. I mean, I, I would imagine we're the last team to go through what the Jazz are going through right now, and it happened to hit the guy who, you know, we're talking defense. The whole structure is built around, um, you know, yes, concerning, but we do plan to have Rudy with us, right? And and so I don't think it needs. It, you know, the guys need to step up their game, but Rudy's Rudy cleans up for a lot of the things that were tough tonight. Right. Yep. And we'll have Rudy. We will. Again, shortly. Yes. Yep. A few negative tests, a few days, we get Rudy. So we were out without Rudy. They were without. <laughs> <laughs> they no, were I know. I understand that's that. That's <laughs> but, not necessary. <laughs> but you would agree that it's harder to do what Rudy does. Yes. Than coming in with no pressure 
I mean, I used to hate it because we would practice all week preparing for a team as assistant coaches. Coach, we've got this. And the day before the game, the, the scout team would go out there. They had nothing to fear. You know, they just go out and they're going to be this guy tonight. And they shoot the ball like, you know, it's going out of style. And makes, it, your, makes and your scout makes look our pretty scout bad, tougher. Huh? Yeah, but the minute you t- you say, t- okay, take your scout team shirt on and go out there in a regular uniform, they can't make a basket. You know, um, so there's no pressure. I mean, there's something to right, that. Yeah. yeah, there is. No, there's, you know, right as we went to, we finished pregame show, and I said to Ron right before tip-off, I said, all right, so what's a bigger deal, missing your two best offensive players or your single best defensive player? And uh, I think in a league where everyone can score, missing your defensive player is a bigger deal than missing your offensive players. Especially when you build everything around them, right? <laughs> yep. Roaster Dramas was right again. In you, case were, you were. You oh, were. Did you get your Arby's? 14 and 1. Wow. You know, uh, I think the chances are we'll be over it probably every night the way we're defending. Well, yeah, no, but I'm, I've picked 14, 14 and 1. Come on, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> but I'm just qualifying. I, I have picked them to not hit it, and they've not hit it. Like yeah. last night, for yeah. example. Um, yeah. Did you hear my uh, Rudy Gobert Demata Sabonis note? Uh, yes. But oh, how uh, how different his game is yeah. when Rudy plays? Last two years, he's 9 of 28. Yeah. Well, head-to-head, head, his average against Rudy is 11.9 points, and yeah. his high is 23 He had uh, when Rudy's out there. Yeah. Makes a difference. All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. 125 you. to 113 is your final jazz fall tonight. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight in Indiana to the Pacers, one twenty-five to one thirteen. Tough loss for the Utah Jazz. Not a whole lot of defense being played in this one, Coach. We were just talking career high tonight for Demontis Sabonis, forty-two points, and he did it on twenty-two shots, which is just amazing. And then Lance Stevenson, a career high, fourteen assists in twenty-nine minutes, coming off the bench to go with his sixteen points. Jazz did uh, get a good offensive performance from Donovan Mitchell with 36, Clarkson with 18, Bogdanovich with 21. But they had no answer for the Pacers defensively. And it really was Sabonis. I mean, Sabonis got off to a great start. Um, it did a lot of his damage from the three-point line. Um, you know, I thought Indiana did a good job of getting, again, Rick Carlisle. Credit to him. Uh, got the Jazz really kind of scrambled defensively. Uh, opened up lanes, you know, with a big man that can shoot. And they took advantage of it, and, and unfortunately, the Jazz just could not keep guys in front of them, and that really was a story of the game. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, let's see, as a team, the Pacers tonight shot 55% from the floor, and they were 14 of 29 from three for 48%. There were just so many plays where you just kind of said, too easy, yep. got right to the basket. Yeah, Lance Stevenson, I mean, looked like he was shot out of a cannon. You know, the fact that he hasn't played in the NBA since 2018 shocking. Um, because he kind of resembled, you know, a point forward a la Draymond Green tonight, uh, making the right plays, being able to beat people off the bounce. And uh, he, he was he was definitely a, a big difference maker for the for the Pacers. Yeah, amazing. Uh, you wonder, you know, we see all these guys get opportunities. You think of young guys, but think of a obviously a veteran uh, like Lance Stevenson. If he gets into the game and proves that he can still get out there and get it done. Why not? I mean, that's the exact position every NBA team is looking for, a, a rangy wing who can make plays. What do they call that, double dipping? You've, you're retired, you know, but 
some opportunity opens up and you're going to get your retirement and that. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. Well, we're talking about Daniel House for the Jazz. He absolutely has an opportunity to play his way onto the roster full time if he can get it done because he's the exact type of player that the Jazz absolutely need. Yeah, and he wasn't, you know, House wasn't as good tonight, really didn't no. notice him out there. Um, and so with a bunch of the regulars back, you know, the Jazz, again, the, the biggest concern, I guess, was just kind of the lack of effort and uh, the ability that the Pacers had time and time again to, to break the paint. Yeah, Daniel House in 13 minutes only managed one rebound and three fouls. Yeah, not good. No. I, I, I didn't see the bow and arrow tonight. No, the bow like and arrow did thing. not it make did not an come appearance. out of its quiver. No, it did not make an appearance tonight for uh, for Daniel House. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, you look at his game, you say 18 points and 7 to 15 shooting. Like, okay, Jordan, you take that from him, but somehow managed a minus 30 on the floor. Yikes. Yeah, and to me, tonight, Jordan, I felt like you talk about the point five, and, and Coach Wells joked at halftime that there were more like 5.0 seconds per decision. And a lot of that, in my mind, the ball ended up stopping a lot with Jordan Clarkson tonight. It yeah. just did. Uh, Jazz fall tonight to the Indiana Pacers, 125 to 113. As uh, the Jazz, of course, shorthanded without uh, Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles. Uh, but Indiana, like uh, David and Ron were talking about, Indiana was short uh, shorthanded too. They saw, they started a newly signed guy right off the street and a two-way guy in their backcourt. And, uh, you know, so it's not like they were at full strength either. Yeah, this is not a time, you, I mean, you really can't play that card that, hey, we, we were without a guy. Everybody's without a guy. Um, it's just unfortunate right now because Rudy is kind of the cornerstone of this Jazz team. And, and some would say, you know, yeah, on defense, but – there's so many things he does offensively when he runs the floor in transition, when he rolls out of screens, and then when he frees guys up with his great screens. I mean, the guys miss that offensive too. Big but, time. Yeah. You notice that all over the floor tonight. There's no doubt. All right, uh, Jazz lose. Next, uh, we'll say goodnight to our, our network stations. Next broadcast coming your way Monday night. The Jazz will be in Detroit, the Motor City, to take on the Pistons. That game will tip off at 5 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post-game sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down as well right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post-Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. <laughs> Jazz game night pre- uh, post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe with you. Jazz lose tonight. To the Pacers, 125 to 113. We'll get you some post-game sound coming up. But uh, let's see. What should we do first tonight, Coach? Should we do, let's do uh, points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA. Visit CertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Let's see here. Tonight, points in the paint. The uh, Pacers outscored the Jazz 46-42. to 42. I actually thought that... Uh, uh, disparity would have been higher. Yeah, I would have too. Um, Jazz, you know, Donovan really got it going, driving and getting pretty deep. 
Um, but yeah, that number surprises me a little bit. I guess a lot of the, you know, 16 assists by Stevenson, some of those were kick out threes, obviously. Yeah, man, he just got into the paint and he made it happen. Yeah, they made 14 threes. So it wasn't always breaking the paint to get to score. It was more, you know, the Jazz were having to come help and, and ball gets blended around like we see when the Jazz are going. Man, you just look at Lance Stevenson's line and you just go, wow, what year is it? 16 points <laughs> on checked, 7 of 12 I've shooting. I've checked my calendar a couple of like, 14 assists. Like, wait a minute. Who's president? Tell me right now. Did I time travel? Who's this Lance Stevenson fellow? <laughs> what happened? What's going on in the country? Can you tell me about it? What's, what's the well, current the, event? The crazy part is we talked about, you know, the, when that coming of age when athletes have sons, and we went through that list. This guy, this Lance Stevenson, um, you almost think it's been so long that maybe it's his kid. Is it Lance Jr.? <laughs> and you said he graduated with Ron Boone. That was the line of the night. <laughs> Oh, man. But but see, that's the theme of the game, though. I mean, Lance Stevenson went right by whoever was guarding him every time down the floor. And and you saw other players do it, too. I mean, I I uh, I really like uh, Kiefer Sykes. He's got he's got a nice game. But Kiefer had a putback dunk on a rebound. He's 5'10". And he came flying with a bunch of guys watching. You know, that that's what's really difficult. You don't get in that habit of hitting the guys and. A lot of times the Jazz don't have to because Rudy just gets the rebound. Yep. Um, and also, how many times have we said it, and we talked about it this week, but like Deion Sanders, a lockdown corner, guys turn the corner, see Rudy Gobert, and at the point of the screen, he cleans up all that stuff. He doesn't give him that one more dribble you know, t- that he was getting tonight, and, and that's, just, that's just a proven fact. I mean, he's, he's a master in, in ball screen defense, and uh, they, the Jazz just sorely miss him. Yeah, they're going to have to figure that out, though, because he's going to miss a few more games. That's right. You know, maybe this is an opportunity for everybody else to shore it up a little better. But tonight, um, you know, that was that was it was evident from the start. The Pacers kind of did what they wanted to do. Quick, tell me, who's Utah's governor right now? (laughs) What year is it? Norm Bangeter. (laughs) (laughs) We get caught in some sort of time warp. What happened? Let's get some postgame sound. Let's send things back to Indianapolis. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Quinn wanted to ask about kind of the defensive level in this game, obviously giving up 125 points. Just what did you see defensively out there? Well, the first, um, you know, we had a, a player that in Sabonis that, you know, just had a, a terrific night. We tried to do a lot of different things against him. Um, you know, usually, usually he scores on the offensive glass sometimes um, in the paint tonight. He just, he was, you know, around the basket, he he was so efficient. A lot of times it was in the middle of the floor and um, we were trying to come and help and uh, obviously had difficulty handling him, particularly down low. So um, when we get those types of situations, you know, it just it's, it requires us, um, you know, we're blitzing the post, we're switching pick and roll and they're rolling us down. There was a lot of different things that happened and our execution in some of those situations um, you know, it shows with their offensive efficiency. It's just got, it's got to be, got to be better. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look at it and find where we need to be better in terms of help situations, ball pressure. There was a lot of different things throughout the course of a possession that could contribute to that. Ryan Miller. Uh, Daniel and Norvell got a chance to kind of go with the normal guys tonight. What did you think of them kind of going tonight? 
Well, you know, we saw Daniel play, you know, last night as well. And, you know, we want him to come in and defend and run and shoot when he's, when he's got a clean look from three. Hassan got in foul trouble early. Um, you know, and Novero got a chance to play and, you know, did some good things for us, blocked a shot, um, got to the basket. Um, so both those guys, you know, trying to contribute in ways that they can. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, a little bit uh, shorter on words than he usually is. I, th- I thought maybe we'd catch a grumpy Quinn, but it didn't sound that either. Pretty matter of fact. Well, he knows what he's dealing with. And, and you know, it sounded like they had, you know, a game plan in place that, you know, guys, which is understandable, that don't play together a lot. Um, you know, there, there's some assumptions made sometimes instead of communication, and that's not good. And that's what the result is. So, um, yeah, I, I know of all the guy, of all the people, you know, what we talked about at the end of Crosstalk, he knows he's got Rudy Gobert. He knows that he fixes a lot of that stuff tonight. Um, but, the, but there'll be some things in film that he can address and, you know, block outs and keeping guys in front and things that other guys can do to try to, you know, shore up the defensive effort. I would guess that players love to play with Rudy Gobert for the reasons that we talk about a lot. He does a lot of things no one else wants to do. He covers up a lot of mistakes. He makes his teammates look better in an unconventional way. I wonder, do you think they have a little more, they they tap into some Rudy Gobert appreciation in that locker room? I, you know, I have no doubt they always appreciate Rudy, but after nights like tonight, they got to be thinking like, man, that big number 27 does a lot. Well, there's this power ballad in the 80s by a band called Cinderella, <laughs> and it was called You Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. I'm going to use bringing it twice the whole tonight. show together. Um, but no, right? I think that I think just inherently, I, I know Donovan. Um, you know, he, he's probably going to be the first guy to to hug him when he can, because he he just cleans up so many things and he makes things that were really difficult tonight non factors. I've I've always kind of held that opinion that players like I I never understood why Gordon Hayward would leave playing alongside Rudy Gobert. They don't overlap at all. Rudy does all sorts of stuff that makes every player around him look good. You know, you, maybe you don't appreciate that until, you know, maybe you have to go Cinderella on it. You don't know what you got till it's gone. But tonight it made all the difference in the world, right? No, there's no doubt. And, you know, the the, the challenge will be, like you said, we're going to be a couple of games without without Rudy, I would imagine. And so, um, you know, as that happens, it, it's tonight's kind of, I guess, square one, and you, you go from here. But this these guys will play together again and hopefully – uh, can get on the same page a little better the next time around. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Your final tonight, Jazz, fall to the Pacers. 125 to 113. We'll get you some player sound next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. One twenty five to one thirteen is your final. Pacers beat the Jazz. Let's go back to Indianapolis. Here's Hassan Whiteside. Um, I don't know. I know guys came back. You know, uh, a couple guys missed games last game, and you know we had, we didn't really get to have a shoot around or anything because it was back to back. So we just came in and um, you know they got the better of us. Andy Larson. How did the concussion happen and kind of like what has the last week or so been for you like as you've kind of dealt with those symptoms? 
oh, I just had a headache every day. You know, it feels like you like hungover. You know, it feels like um, like light sensitivity. You know, it's 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 not good. It's not a good feeling. Do you feel like that's still affecting you at all? Yeah, I still got uh, still a little bit of headache. I got a little bit, but it's okay. I've just been playing. Um, I'm fine. I'm just trying to get, uh, get back in, in the field of things. Eric Walden. Hassan, obviously, um, Sabonis had a huge night. Uh, where was he having success? Where Where do you feel like you guys maybe could have done things a little differently against him? Um, I mean, he was scoring a lot of a lot of points when we was when we went smaller. You know, um, he scored a lot of points uh, when it was when it was like under the shot, under the rim. Um, he just got like a lot of like easy duckings, I think, and I'm um, off the rolls. Sarah Todd, last question. So do you think that uh, that the kind of the effects of the concussion and you still feeling it a little bit is affecting your play at all? Um, no, I don't want you no excuse. You know, I'm I'm just coming out. You know, I'm just trying to get back and uh, get back to things. You know, uh, it was it, it was we ain't practice. Uh, it was a back to back. So I'm not really I'm not really concerned. We're gonna move on to Detroit and then um I think we go back home. So we'll be okay. All right. All right, there you go. That's Hassan Whiteside. It is your Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe, as I mentioned, the Jazz fall tonight, 125 to 113. You just heard from Hassan Whiteside. Let's get to the master of the glass. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And speaking of uh, Hassan, he was your Master of the Glass tonight with eight rebounds. Uh, the Jazz uh, tonight rebounded had 39 total rebounds to Indiana's 38, although Indiana didn't miss a ton of shots. No, there weren't a whole lot of offensive rebounds to go around. Um, and, and I think more than what's being said, the content, I think the the brevity so it speaks a lot right here. Right? Yes, it does. Not so much what's being said, it's that nobody really wants to say much. And so that, you know, we're on the, that's the fourth of a fifth day, a fifth game road trip. The, it's the dog days of the season, so yeah. I get it. In a tough loss. Yeah. I, the, reminiscent of, uh, I, I'll, I'll remember this post game all year long when they lost to the Pelicans and, and Quinn and Donovan and Rudy all came out spitting truth. But remember when Bogdanovich came out? Jeff, what was the, what was the total length on that Bogdanovich uh, post game? Do you remember? It was like 50 seconds or something? Yeah, it was quicker or not as short as Rudy Gaze was the other week, though, that was like 30 seconds yeah. long. Well, that one was because they were trying to get out of town on the plane, right? It was, they had fair. like a, a game fair. the next night. But I, I remember that Bogdanovich postgame because it was just brief. It was like, man, I don't want to talk about it. And it was kind of interesting because compare it to Donovan and Rudy and Coach Snyder who were who were calling everybody out, including themselves. And Bogdanovich is like, yeah, I, I, let's go. 
that's kind of what the feeling we got from Hassan there a little bit too. And probably because Hassan didn't play very well tonight. I mean, this was a big opportunity for him to step in. No Rudy Gobert. He was obviously going to get more minutes. And he had eight points on three of six shooting, two of three from the line, eight boards, as we mentioned. And that's it. No assists, no steals, no blocks. And just wasn't, you know, his guy uh, scored 42. Well, not solely his guy. That's probably not fair. But Sabonis had a day, right? Oh, yeah. He had a great day. And, you know, that's on that's on Hassan, but it's also on the rotations, right, on some of that pick-and-pop stuff. But uh, I, I would imagine that a lot of people miss uh, Rudy in that room, but I think what Hassan's been able to establish, he's a really good compliment to Rudy Gobert, but he's not going to be able to hold down the fort like Rudy does, um, you know, from gun to gun. Right. He's just, I mean, there's just not another Rudy Gobert on the planet. And I give Hassan Whiteside a ton of credit because he's been really good this year. But tonight, and it was not one of his better nights. And he played more minutes and just didn't have the impact I think a lot of us, well, at least I'll speak for myself, I thought he could have on the game tonight. The the one thing, too, I saw a lot on Twitter is, you know, no dope tonight. That the Pell played. And I would just definitely, I, I would imagine that that is Doke playing way more minutes in a week than he's played in a couple of years, honestly. Um, at that level, and I would imagine tonight, you know, out of, more out of precaution than anything, he is still nursing back to good health. Oh, there are some folks on Twitter reading into that. Right. I don't think you can read into no, that I don't think at, you can at, at all. No. I mean, we we saw how tired he was in the Denver game, and then to play more minutes in, in the game last night and coming back off that severe ankle injury where he probably had to spend a significant amount of his recovery time right on his backside because it's tough to, you know, run around when your ankle's messed up. And to get in, and and we saw the condition of the team last night in Toronto in the fourth quarter. I'm sure they played Pell tonight just because he could actually yeah, he get up and down the floor. Last night yeah. And, yeah, no doubt. And, yeah, it's not Doak's fault, but there were folks reading into that on Twitter. I would not. I don't think that that's anything really. Yeah, I, I would say what you read into it is what we said. It's it's He played more than he's played, and out of precaution, Give Pell those minutes. He probably needs practice time for a a number of different reasons, as much if not more than anybody else on the team. I mean, he needs time on the floor to... Understanding plays, spacing, concepts, yeah, defensive positioning, all that. The whole thing, yep. All right, let's go back to Indianapolis. It's now time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. Hey, John. um, After after missing and watching kind of the young guys be able to step it up, and especially what they were able to do in the first half, I guess, against Toronto... Um, first, what did you think about that? And then coming into tonight, did you did you feel like you guys had your legs under you? I think you and Mike and some of the other guys that took a night off. Um, no, I, I, I'll answer the second part first. Um, I felt like we were okay. You know, we we competed. You know, there's there's certain things that we could have done better. Um, I don't think we were tired more than nest more than normal. I would say um, they 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 just we haven't seen pressure like that for a consistent 48 minutes in a while, you know, so that, that plays into that, but I wouldn't say because of the time off, you know, we were kind of, we didn't have our legs per se, you know, at the end of the day, um, if anything, we would have more legs um, to be honest with you. So um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. And then as far as last night, man, I, I wanted to tweet eight tweets about it, but like those guys play their ass off. I'm extremely proud of them. You know, uh, all of them, um, it's, that's a tough situation to go from not playing to playing 36, 37 against a team like Toronto. Um, Eric, you know, coming in, doing what he does. Um, 
you know, I kind of had a feeling he was going to do that just because he's had that role before in Golden State. Eli looked really good, comfortable. Um, and there were some mistakes, you know, it's, it's natural. You know, when you play against a team that's as, as quick and agile and as long as they are, you know, Trent, Trent and JB, you know, fumbled it a little bit, but, you know, they learn from those mistakes. They'll learn a moment. It's not a big deal, you know, but to go out there and compete, you know, to go out there and continue to, you know, to, to fight and battle, those guys play really well, everybody, top to bottom. And, you know, I think we're all proud of the development that we've seen, you know, from everybody. And um, that'll come to help us, you know, in the later months. But that that was – I was I was excited. I think we all were. We all watched it together. And I think it was great to see, you know, that um, out of the group. Tony Johns. Donovan, uh, what would you say uh, went wrong for you guys tonight? Um, honestly, man, we, 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 we did it to ourselves, I feel like. That's a winnable game for us. Um, we shot ourselves in the foot with a few different things. You know, we get a turnover, turn it right back, turnover right back, uh, missed assignments. A lot of it, you know, we, we knew where we needed to be and we just weren't there every possession. And we got to do it. This month is not easy for us. The schedule is going to not be easy for us. So it's like, yo, we got to go out there and do it every night. You know, teams are coming at us, uh, especially with what happened last game with how they were physical and, and, and kind of all that other uh nonsense you know for us we we got to be locked in from the jump and you know we were and then they go on a run we come back you know we competed don't get me wrong but you know we got to think the game too um down the stretch we got to think about where, where we need to be our game plans why we're finally i i got lazy didn't get over a screen i got lazy didn't miss the block out Kiefer Sachs comes in and, and gets a lap like so like this is a point where if we want to be a championship team we got to do it every night and we didn't do it tonight and it, we, this is like Let's go. And that's on all of us. One through 15. And I know we're missing Joe and Rudy. So it's, it's you can easily put it on that. But this is a winnable game for us. Um, this is something that we we can go out there and win this game. And, you know, the fact that we didn't hurts and, and it's going to eat at us. But, you know, hopefully that fuels us for, for Detroit and the rest of this month because it's going to be tough. Um, but this is a game where that was a game where we if we pay a little more attention to the little things, you know, do everything a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit better pace, you know, execution wise. We win this game. Eric Walden. Don, along those lines, it seemed like you guys, you know, aside from a few turnovers, generally had a pretty good offense tonight, but the defensive engagement was kind of mm -hmm. not where it needed to be. Where are the areas on the defensive side where you guys can be more consistent or, or be more effective? Oh, you know, obviously when you don't have Rudy out, we did it against Jokic in Denver. You know, we shifted, you know, we were there in the paint, you know, at the end, of, I mean, Jokic had 20 and 20, but we still were shifted in, you know, making guys. And they shoot better than Denver does. Uh, they have more shooters. But, you know, the thing is we, we were able to execute. We were able to think. We were able to go out there and say, okay, you know, we're missing both our centers, you know, both our both our big dogs. We were able to lock in, scramble, execute. And, you know, we didn't really do that to the highest level, whether it was on the ball, our scrambles, getting out of contest, closing out, boxing out. Um, we just didn't do it every possession. You know, there were times where we, we, when we needed it, we kicked in and we, we got the lead back. But, you know, for us to be where we want to be, we have to do it every possession. Um, and I can't say we did that tonight and not think that's going to eat at us because this is a game, like I said, this is a game we felt like we could win and you got to give hats off to where, um, you got to give them credit where credit's due. They got a lot of dogs over there, guys who competing and fighting. Uh, Sabonis had a hell of a night. So we just got to go out there and continue to execute and think, you know, the game as far as the defense goes. Offensively, we did a lot of things right. You know, I, I think we we missed some, some, some easy ones. We missed some shots we normally make. But, you know, defensively, especially when, you know, you got Rudy out and then also Joe on the perimeter. Like, we got to be able to, uh, you know, lock in. Last question, Ryan Miller. 
Yeah, yeah, Don. Could you just take us through how strange this week has been for you, just with the whole COVID thing, not going to Canada? How different of a road trip has this been? Um, I wouldn't say it's too different. I think you know because I didn't go on the road trip to um, where did we just go? San Antonio and Portland. I think it was. It gives you time to kind of sit back and watch the game, and in a different aspect, you know, as a. It's, it's, it's different. But for me, for me personally, I should say, you know, it allows you to kind of get your lift in, get your legs right, you know, and kind of recovering and, and make sure your body's 100% for a game like tonight where you know it's going to be a physical 48. It's been weird, though, you know, because we, you know, expecting to go in and guys get COVID, you know, Rudy and Joe get COVID. And it's like, you know, just you got to be able to adapt, you know, and I think that's that's the biggest thing, you know, is you especially going into Denver, you know, with that happening, it just everything just happened kind of quickly. Uh, but you know, we just got to be able to adapt and be ready and, you know, get ready for Detroit. All right, Donovan Mitchell uh, right there. Donovan, man, his his postgame press conferences are always good. Very uh, introspective as well. As Donovan had 36 points, nine assists tonight. He was 13 of 27, six of 12 uh, from three, but, you know, had some issues that he could have tightened up too. Talked about that box out, for example. If your best player holds himself accountable, you know, and is willing to talk through that stuff, you got a chance. Um, and Donovan's right. Uh, they need to play with a better effort if they want to do what they want to do. You know, championships gets thrown around a lot. Um, and Rudy Gobert is obviously going to be an enormous part of that. But there is an opportunity for a bunch of guys to grow in different ways. And, um, you know, that's going to be part of this process. Tonight's just, like I said, the first step in that. But um, hopefully, you know, they come out with a little better focus and uh, determination to adapt when they play the Pistons on Monday. And I liked what he said right there, and he was very careful not to disrespect Indiana. It's the NBA. Everybody's good. You don't want to disrespect your opponent. But he said uh, he felt like, you know, before this was a winnable game for them. And I absolutely agree with that. And the reason I liked him bringing it up, coming back to accountability, is because by simply saying that, you imply that you felt short. You fell short. It's not the the cliche, well, they were the better team tonight. You know, he's, he's again, walking that tightrope because he doesn't want to insult the Pacers. But at the same time, this was a winnable game for them, even without Rudy, well, I thought. Yeah, because Brogdon's not out there, and they're starting. they started Sykes in, in Washington, for heaven's sakes, and brought Lance Stevenson off the bench um, from a time machine. He, he arrived in the DeLorean. He walked uh, down with a hoverboard down the ramp, and that's how he got into the game. I'm just playing on the Back to the Future concept. I liked it. Yeah, yeah thank you. It was good. Very very good. You looked up at me like, what are you? Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, gotcha. I got it. I got it. I'm there. All right. Uh, Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. My Subaru is dot com. Your final jazz fall to the Pacers tonight, 125 to 113. We'll have more player sound for you coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, Jazz follow the Pacers 125 to 113. Uh, let's check out your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app tonight from the line. Jazz were 18 of 19, 95% from the line. Uh, they uh, they fouled a lot, though. 
Uh, the Pacers were 23 of 32. They only shot the 72% from the free throw line, Coach, but uh, got there a lot. Yeah, the, <clears throat> got there a lot. They played on attack, you know, forcing the issue, um, driving. That's going to give you those opportunities. And then seemed like Sabonis had a seven or eight and ones. Man, he was good tonight. If you're just joining us, DeMontis Sabonis with 42 points on 18 of 22 shooting. I mean, that is that is the model of efficiency right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, in, he got started early. You know, it's always bad for a score. They see the first couple go in, particularly a big guy spacing like he did tonight. Um, you know, just a great a great game for him. He's an all-star. You know, that's what all-stars do. Yeah, just, I, I mean, a great player, that's for sure. But uh, I think as far as the Pacers go, the story of the game, of course, is Lance Stevenson. Well, he can share that honor, I suppose, with DeMontis Sabonis. But Lance Stevenson, turning back the clock, 16 points, a career-high 14 assists. He played 29 minutes, 7 of 12 shooting, 1 of 3 from 3, but uh, was a playmaker, man. Jazz had no answer, couldn't stay in front of him. And he he was playing, you know, like he was on house money. He was... He was letting it fly, and he was playing. He, had, he smiled a lot, too. You know, I'm, imagine you get an opportunity, you leave something, you go back, and, and you really do soak up the, the really cool stuff in it, and that's what he looked like he did tonight. Yeah, I love it. Someone who doesn't have anything to lose. Getting out there, I, he mixed it up with Royce O'Neal all game long, still has that uh, Lance Stevenson chip on his shoulder, but looks like he's having fun out there for sure. And honestly, the most impressive thing is the shape he was in. Yep. You know, there's NBA guys that are running up and down the floor every night that – don't look as good as he does. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, good for him. You know, sometimes hold- I certainly don't have that discipline. No, sometimes holding on to the dream is worth it or it pays off, I suppose, right? Oh, yep. That's why you shoot for the stars, my friend. And, you know, as as wacky as Lance Stevenson has been throughout his career, he, uh, he must have done something to endear himself to the Pacers because, you know, they get a chance to bring him back and bring him back. Pays off. Yep. Always, uh, you know, imagine he kept relationships good and. They had an opportunity, and he's taking the to- totally fo- taking full advantage of that. All right, let's go back to Indianapolis. Let's keep the player sound rolling. It's time to hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. Hey, Boyan. Um, seems like you guys mostly had a pretty good offensive night, other than you know a few turnovers here and there. But the defensive effort was maybe not as consistent as you guys would have liked. Where do you feel like there was perhaps room to improve in that area? I mean, we gotta be, we gotta be more aggressive defensively. This is not who we are. Like a lot of, lot of easy, easy buckets, especially for the, for Sabonis early on. But, uh, but like I said, our effort gotta, gotta be better all, all across the board. And uh, bad loss, bad loss for us. I mean, last couple of games we were, our defense was solid, and and, and once again we kind of let them to drop. 130 points or whatever they had tonight. Sarah Todd. Boyan, what's it, what does it feel like when a guy has a career night against you? I mean, he had a, he had a great game. Like I said, he got in a game with a, with a couple easy buckets and then Lance was doing pretty, pretty good job on pick and roll, finding him. So, I mean, it's always, it's always bad. You don't want to be on, on, on that side, but, uh, Great game from uh, from his side. Eric Walden. Well, and you mentioned that the effort was not where it needed to be tonight. Don made similar comments that consistency of effort and, and concentration keeps kind of popping up with this team. How do you feel like that's uh, a thing that you guys can can fix and get better at? 
it's got to be got to be more aggressive on uh on the ball be be more aggressive on uh, on the help side as well like i mentioned like we played we had a couple 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 games that we that we were defending pretty pretty well but uh, i don't know what's going on that once in a while we are we allowed we allowed the teams to score score a bunch of easy easy buckets on us but uh it's all on us like like I said, across the board, we got to all take more responsibility and, and, and be better defensively. Last question, Andy Larson. Oh, yeah, and I just want to ask about a specific play, the one at the very end of the first half um, where Dwayne Washington got that open three as kind of the clock went down. I'm just It seemed like a miscommunication, but kind of what, what happened on that play? I was just trying to figure it out. I mean, yeah, it's it's all about, about concentration and um, – and, and a focus probably we didn't we didn't switch and 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 he got a he was wide open but uh, like I said we gotta we gotta be better those those kind of errors cannot be part of our game if we wanna if we wanna be and create something special this season. Wow, that's as pointed as we've heard Bogdanovich all year long, and I'm sure going up against his old team uh, took this one a little bit personally, but uh, said it multiple times. Bad loss. You know, we hear players even <laughs> with bad losses don't usually come out and say bad loss. Boy, on right at the point right there, and then calling out the effort as well. Accountability, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a huge trait to being good. And we hear it a lot with this team. We've got to start seeing a little bit of gradual improvement from, you know, some of these guys on the defensive end. And, and I think Bojan's one of them. He holds himself to a high standard. And tonight wasn't good enough. I mean, no. he's 100% dead honest. Right down to Sarah Todd asking him, what's it like to give up a career night to somebody? That's got to be a tough question to answer. And, and Sabonis, career night for him, 42. 18 of 22 shooting, amazing. And, and you know, he, he kind of gave a little bit of a generic answer to that particular one. But I feel like he, sitting down and what's it like going through life with that face? <laughs> but he was pretty <laughs> honest about what was, what was wrong tonight for the Jazz. And I think he and Donovan both really have diagnosed it quite well. I made a rookie mistake. Uh, David was leaving. He had a, a thing of jelly beans. And I asked him for a couple. And, oh, no, I'm a couple. So he's dropped about 700 right here. And I apologize. I'm chewing them. You're just uh, chewing away. You need me to, to go on a soliloquy or no, something no, like that? No, no, it's fine. You know? I'm just <laughs> making sure people know why. And I thought David, if he's listening, will chuckle on his way up the canyon. He just tempted you, you know? He just, here, these are going to be here. Rookie staring, mistake. Staring I, you I right went, in the oh, face. Yeah. You know, it's something you, you, you get used to. You know, eating in a commercial break, that's that's what you got to do. You can put down, I used to know a guy like David James can put down a whole meal in a commercial break. So you can clean up those jelly, jelly beans. The funny thing is I listen enough that I know when you guys have just eaten too because there's a, a sound to that food kind of. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've never seen anybody eat like David James. That guy is something else. He should be in some sort of contest. He can just go to town. Wouldn't that be funny to see him up on the stage with chestnut? Just going. Cramming the dogs. <laughs> so, Jazz lose tonight, 125 to 113. That was Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, tonight he finished with 21 points, 7 of 16 shooting, uh, 3 of 9 from 3, 6 boards, had an assist. And, uh, you know, certainly a fine offensive uh, performance from Bogdanovich, but uh, offense once again, you know, it's an Arby's night. You're 13 and 1. You know, the Jazz offense no, was fine. No, that's not right. I'm 14. 14 and one. and one. Sorry. 14 Rostradamus and one. <laughs> strikes again. Rostradamus. Uh, so the Jazz were fine offensively. It was defense. Tonight, tonight the issue was uh, entirely on that side of the ball. And uh, yeah, you can blame a lot of that on the absence of Rudy Gobert, but I think you're hearing it 
from these post-game comments that they know they can't use that as an excuse. Got to be, got to be better. Rudy, Rudy helps everybody look good, but you know, you got to, got to dial up that effort. And, and like I said, I think you know a lot of times difficult things bring growth. And um, you know, without Rudy Gobert, this team's built—it's built around him, offensively, defensively. Is as, as evident as that looks. I mean, the Jazz get better shots. They, they function better on offense, and then off defensively, it's, you know, not even the same stratus for them. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Pacers, 125 to 113. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to the Detroit Pistons. That's coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Royce O'Neal, he rises up and rings the doorbell with a bright hand hammer dunk. That is your play of the game. Of course, our guy David Locke, and it's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection, lhmauto.com, driven by you. Of course, a nice dunk from Royce O'Neal. Good call from David. Although last night's uh, half-court shot from Fitz would be tough to beat. That was an epic call. That was an epic call. That was an epic shot. You don't see those half-quarters. It reminded me of the Dell of a Dagger, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, you've got BYU-St. Mary's going on. Uh, right well, yeah, now. I realize we're doing a radio show, too, so I'm trying to stay, <laughs> stay focused. focused. Come on. Just like well, the Jazz, you know, right? you yeah. got to stay focused. Uh, 125 to 113 is your final Jazz fall tonight uh, on the road to the Indiana Pacers. Uh, just a quick recap if you're just joining us. Uh, for the Jazz, they were led by Donovan Mitchell's 36 points, 13 of 27 shooting, 6 of 12 from 3. Donovan had uh, 9 assists to go along with a couple of rebounds. Quick note on Donovan. I heard uh, Locke talking about how oh, I can time frame, I think Locke was saying the past couple of weeks. I apologize. But he was talking about Donovan averaging 6 assists, which is a great number for him. you got to love to see that 9 Assists from him is, uh, of course, playmaking is going to be a big responsibility. Yeah, and he's just, he's so good in it right now. His decision-making and the way he sees the floor, all of his options. I mean, he made an unbelievable pass again, that wraparound pass tonight um, to Royce O'Neal. And, and Royce, he left three or four shots on the table. He I, did. He seemed a little reticent to shoot tonight, and he's got to shoot those. I mean, it's like a turnover if you don't. And he was three for three tonight, too, so it's not like he was struggling. That's right. Um, let's see. Uh, the Jazz got 21 from Bogdanovich on seven of 16, shooting three of nine from three. Uh, Bogey also grabbed six boards. Uh, Clarkson had 18 coming in off the bench. Mike Conley tonight returned to the lineup, nine points, seven assists. He also had uh, five rebounds and two steals. Hassan Whiteside got the start for Rudy Gobert at eight points and eight rebounds. But uh, the Pacers shoot 55% from the field, 48% from three. They get 42, 42 from DeMontis Sabonis, who was just amazing. Lance Stevenson had 16 and 14 assists. Yes, that Lance uh, Stevenson coming in off the bench in uh, 29 minutes. Uh, the Let's see, the Pacers also got uh, 16 from Dwayne Washington Jr. and five, uh, 15 from Justin Holiday. So really uh, good all-around offensive performance from the Pacers. Did you know in 2018 that gas was 279 a gallon? The last time that Lance Stevenson played in an NBA game. Boy, that would be nice. Be nice. But but it tells you how long it's been. And, and it's crazy, but you take everything into account. I mean, a huge reason why Sabonis has his night tonight 
is because Lance Stevenson was setting guys up, and he he was the difference maker in the game. Make no mistake about it. That's a great point. He was. He was. I mean, Sabonis obviously was terrific, but Stevenson just kind of freed that team up when he came in off the bench. Um, you know, really to me changed the game. Absolutely changed the game, and the Jazz had a tough time stopping him. They had a tough time staying in front of anybody, really. But uh, but Lance certainly made a big time difference. And we mentioned Dwayne Washington; he's a two way guy. I mean, it seems like the last what do you want to call it month, at least couple of weeks, coach has been who's going to step up and capitalize on the opportunity that they're given. And we see these different players each and every night. And the Lance Stevenson one is actually a really cool story. Good for him. Uh, it was fun to watch, you know, the wrong side of it. It'd be funner to watch if it was, you know, somebody doing it for the Jazz. But yeah, that's what the context of the season is going to be about for the next, you know, foreseeable future, really, uh, as, as COVID continues to kind of run through the league and um, through coaches and staff members and everything. So um, every night you got to show up, you got to play hard, you got to be ready to go. And uh, tonight that's where the Jazz kind of fell short. And I, I'm saying this only half kidding. We're happy that the team made it out of Toronto. Oh, for sure. 100%. And everybody's tests were good. And I, and I thought the Jazz played that thing like a fiddle. I thought they played it great. They did what they had to do. You I have think to. It was, it was the, yeah. the absolute smart Protect way to go. Protect your interest. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, the NBA, if this situation societally goes on for an extended period of time, I do think they're going to have to look at Toronto and decide whether they're going to move them south of the border because, yeah, I mean, teams are going to pick up on that. Toronto's not going to face even close to a full squad for how long because teams are just going to leave their players behind. Yeah, Toronto sure made hay at home. <laughs> Boy, just terrific home record. My goodness. And their numbers at home <laughs> are just a piece night and day. <laughs> we want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators Program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. Coach Lacombe, let's get your final thoughts on this one before we turn the page. And I know jazz fans are eager to turn the page, but uh, what are you taking away from this one? Well, we turn the page to Monday, right? That's when we play again, and I think that the jazz – learned some lessons tonight. Um, Donovan summed it up best. You know, if they want to do, uh, you know, take a step further than what they took last year and challenge for a championship, the effort's got to be better nightly. It has to be a consistent thing. And that's what they're finding right now. And, um, you know, there's no excuse with guys out. Uh, but I do believe the the little note that I make to myself is Rudy Gobert is very, very, very important to this team. And, um, you know, I know that narrative sometimes is poo-pooed, but I think it, nothing to me stands out more than what he brings to the team after not having him for a couple nights. Here's my prediction, and I, I can't be, of course, the great roaster dramas, but I would guess the Jazz are going to give the Pistons all they can handle. Based on what we've heard tonight in the post game. they've got a, night off, a day off to travel, and I would guess we're going to see a pretty motivated squad against the Pistons. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden we're going to see the best defensive team in the league because Rudy's still not going to be in the lineup. But I guess it, it sounded, listening to Donovan Mitchell's postgame tonight, it sounded to me like he's going to be, have a little extra motivation come Monday, get the taste, you know, out for this one. Yeah, there, there's no doubt that that one will be really important. I love they got a day off in between um, and they can, you know, kind of get everything ready. The key to it, will they come out focused? Like Donovan said, will they be locked in? Will they be communicating? Will they play on a string defensively? 
um, you know, that all starts with a guy guarding the ball, and then everybody else can do their job behind it. All right. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped with the broadcast tonight. Once again, um, and, and I don't normally thank Jeremy, our, our engineer here on site, but uh, David Locke and Ron Boone, we're up here in studio again, and that means our guy Jeremy has to jump through a few extra hoops to get things set up and running smoothly. So shout out to uh, Jeremy Potter. Uh, thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone, of course, uh, themselves doing a great job. Uh, thanks to our broadcast uh, assistants who helped with us tonight. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to the title sponsor of The Post Game Show. That's our friends at Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thanks to you, buddy. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your Sunday. The Hammer and Hank, the grandson, coming over. Yep, gonna... got a big Sunday planned. Um Watch a lot of sports, tweet about it all day, and hang with Hank. I, I just need to know what you're thinking about. I will. It. That's I, it. I will keep you posted. You need to get it out there, out into the Twitter sphere. Make sure you catch the PGA golf. It's on a little later. Yeah, that's right. It's Kapalua, if, if I'm not Kapalua. mistaken. Yes, indeed. 125 to 113 is your final. The Jazz fall tonight on the road to the Indiana Pacers. Next broadcast is coming your way on Monday night. The Jazz are in the Motor City. Take on the Pistons. That game will tip off at 5 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 4. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.